and welcome to Align Your Mind, the podcast that helps you change your life and achieve your goals through the power of thought work. My name is Chelsea Tanner and I am a certified life coach. I love talking about all things mindset. Today is the third of a three-part series called 30 Things I Learned Before Turning 30. I turn 30 in a couple weeks and I'm actually super excited and I know I say that every time, but like, I'm actually really excited. I, um, I wanted to share all of these things that I've learned throughout my 30, almost 30 years. And I'll be, you know, talking about mindset, but I also throw in some stories and I hope you enjoy them. If you haven't listened to parts one and two, highly recommend it. Um, some concepts are repeated, but literally if you're listening to this, any concept in here is worth repeating infinitely. (laughs) If I do say so myself. Um, so, okay. Now we're on number 21. Journaling is the secret to the universe. I journal every morning now. I dump out all of my thoughts, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the weird, all of it. If I can get clear every morning about where I am, I can help myself through the day. If you know someone isn't feeling great or they're having a hard time, how do you show up for that person? Do this for yourself. If you're going through a hard time, your toddler brain may tell you to suck it up, to keep being productive because that's the only way that you'll be good enough. Say thank you, toddler, for that random piece of carpet lint you just brought to me. That more on that analogy later. <laughs> Deciding not to believe those self-doubt thoughts is an amazing practice, but the way you know if there are self-doubt thoughts is you write them down. You put them into perspective. Pretend that you're reading the thoughts of someone else. Can you have compassion for that person? How would you treat this person if they were a friend or a child? This can create such a strong foundation for your relationship with yourself. Just like any other relationship, it takes work and it takes intention and reflection. Number 22. Everyone has a thought model. Everyone has the same basis of operating. People have thoughts that create their feelings that compel them to take action and those actions will create some kind of results in their lives. If someone is feeling a certain way, it's because they are having a thought that is eliciting an emotional response. The thoughts people have are based on social conditioning, nervous system wiring, familial conditioning, how they were raised, and their genetics. Look, those are a lot of factors that have a whole lot of nothing to do with you. Keep this in mind when you think that you need to light yourself on fire to keep other people warm or act a certain way so people won't feel uncomfortable. The only thing that makes someone feel uncomfortable is their own thoughts. You have no power in this situation. Of course, you can create a warm and welcoming environment or, you know, what you think is warm and welcoming and hope that they enjoy their time, but you have absolutely no control over what they're thinking and feeling and therefore the action that they're taking. You are responsible for your thoughts, not for theirs. Number 23, 
take responsibility for your thoughts and feelings. <laughs> this simply means that you take ownership of how you feel. It is nobody's fault that you feel a certain way because your feelings are not ca caused by their thoughts. They're always caused by your thoughts. Now, this is freeing. When we take ownership of our thoughts and feelings, we're able to get to know ourselves better. We can ask ourselves questions, become more intimate with our thought patterns from a place of curiosity and compassion, of course. When we take on this responsibility, it no longer becomes anyone else's responsibility to quote unquote, make us happy. That becomes our job. And if you're a control freak like me, <laughs> right, you love this concept. <laughs> I love knowing that I'm in control of my own happiness. I am in control of my feelings and I feel them fully most of the time, right? No one's perfect. This is so clarifying to me, knowing that what makes me happy is my own thoughts, not my circumstances. Like that's just incredible. My thoughts make me happy, not my circumstances. Once again, another secret to the universe for you. You're welcome. The pursuit of happiness is in your own mind. Number 24, don't take the toddler too seriously. There's a toddler in your brain and I referenced it a little bit earlier and I think I wrote these out of order, so I thought I was referencing the toddler. This is really what I mean. There's a toddler in your brain, and it's your primitive brain. This is the part that throws tantrums. This is the self-doubt, the all-or-nothing voice. This is what happens in your head. This is the voice that's telling you that you're going to die if you try something new, and if you don't know how to do something, it's terrible. It's not rational. The toddler is functional. It's wired for survival. This part of your brain is trying to keep you safe with a group of people in a cave. And if you don't know how to do something, it's a no-go. Because back then, thousands of years ago, you would likely die. And this kept us alive then, but today, not so much. Sometimes I'll have these thoughts in my head that sound like a toddler. They'll... <laughs> They'll tell me I'm a failure or I should probably lose weight or I don't look good as good as this person or that person. These are what I call toddler thoughts and I treat them as such. You know, when a toddler brings you a random object, you know, like when they're playing and they're just like, here, you know, you don't try to like figure the meaning out of why this toddler handed you this red block. It's just what happened. You say thank you and you put it on the table and you move on. The more I observe my mind, the more I can distinguish between these voices in my head. When I get the urge to have some ice cream instead of maybe feeling sad about whatever I'm feeling sad about, the toddler throws a tantrum and it wants ice cream. So bad. But I understand this dynamic now. And now I use my prefrontal cortex, right? The human part of the brain to sit and observe this tantrum. These excess thoughts I know aren't serving me, but am I perfect at this? No. Will I ever be? No. But I have to say my life has gotten a whole lot easier now that I have this skill. Number 25, you don't know yourself as well as you think you do. Take a look under that hood. Next time you feel a strong emotion or want to numb out with food or alcohol or Netflix or TikTok, check in. 
write down what problem you think these food, alcohol, Netflix combos will solve. We have years of social conditioning and familial conditioning. Whether messages were implicit or explicit, our brains have developed to believe certain things and they believe in a certain way, right? Like they have certain thought processes. You probably don't even know all the things you currently believe. I know I don't. I discovered that I didn't think I was good enough, like generally as a person in January of 2020. This thought as a sentence never occurred to me. But once I formed the words and said them out loud, I had, first of all, an urge to eat things, and then I just cried. I believed this thought, and I didn't even know that I had it for most of my life. I didn't intentionally internalize this. We never intentionally internalize these negative things about ourselves. I know it wasn't my fault, but I knew that I wanted to change it, and I did. This work is super powerful. Number 26, the thoughts and emotions you have while taking action is the energy you bring to that action and will impact the result that you get from that action. I learned this concept recently in a masterclass taught by Simone Soul, who's an amazing life coach, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. She offers the analogy of our actions being like a fire truck. And the thoughts and feelings are the energy or the people who we bring on the fire truck to fight the fire. If there's a fire, we want firefighters to be on that truck, right? We want to align the energy or the people with the result that we want, which is to fight the fire. If we bring a ballerina and an optometrist to the fire scene, they probably won't be much help, right? They could, you know, try to get some action done, but it doesn't fully line up. It won't elicit the best result. This is the essence of the title of this podcast. Align your mind refers to this concept. If you want a result in your life, it isn't enough to follow the directions. The energy you bring to those actions is everything. If you believe you're not good enough, but you want to win the big job and feel confident, Those things are not aligned. They don't match. If you want to win a job, you need to think, I'm good enough and feel confident first. Then bring that to the scene of the fire, right? Or to the audition. That's what it will take, right? To drive the necessary action to accomplish the goal. The energy you bring is everything because it creates the results. Do you ever wonder why you take the same action as someone else and they get a different result? This is why. This is exactly why. It is the energy that you bring to it. Number 27. The worst thing that can happen is an emotion. I love reminding myself of this. I've been doing a lot of new things lately and my brain has been freaking out. (laughs) So much self-doubt, so many anxious thoughts, and uh, just general uneasy feelings. But I'm doing it anyway. Why? Because I want to create the life of my dreams. It sounds cheesy, of course, but doing anything else sounds kind of ridiculous because we only have one life. So to get the life that I want, I need to do things that I've never done. My brain is going to try to protect me from that. (laughs) 
It will tell me that I don't know how, or I shouldn't be doing this, or any number of other toddler thoughts, right? I know these thoughts will create anxiety and discomfort. I know that, and I'm willing to feel those feelings. I'm willing to process them. I'm willing to feel embarrassed for a day to create the life I want. I'm willing to try new things and not meet my short-term goals or expectations in order to meet my long-term ones. The worst thing that can truly happen is a feeling or an emotion. I think of this like, I think about the COVID vaccine, right? And emotions are just vibrations in the body. When I got my vaccine, I knew that I was going to get sick for a few days, but I knew the discomfort was totally worth it. Same thing here. But I feel anxiety instead of having aches and chills. (laughs) Discomfort is the currency to any goal that you want to achieve. Number 28. Sometimes you have to mourn the person you thought you'd become in order to become the person you want to be. This one is more recent and one of my more quotable journal entries. (laughs) I've gone all in on my coaching business and this means that I'm not really applying for flute jobs or taking music gigs which is the first time in my entire life that this has ever happened. But I'm thinking about this a lot. You know, my future self in my mind now isn't a tenure track professor. I mean, at least not right now. I don't have that. It's not someone who plays in an orchestra. It's a coach and she's a business owner. She's she can totally still play flute, right? And she still loves to teach and I don't think that'll ever go away, but With this realization came a lot of sadness. I pictured myself in a certain way for so many years. And now that that's shifted, I've realized that I have to let go of the person I'd been dreaming about for my whole life in order to become the person that I want to be from where I am now. I'm still working through this one. It's a doozy. Number 29, life happens for you, not to you. When I first heard this, my depth of understanding was pretty minimal and I'm only still, like I'm sure I will internalize this even more as I go along. I thought, you know, I guess someone could see it that way, but this perspective shift can change all of the things in your life. It helps you to see the positive in ways you never imagined. When you think about something that's happened in your life, ask yourself, how did this happen for me? What did I gain from this experience? If nothing else, you can always gain clarity from experiences. You may have to look for it, but even if you have a terrible experience somewhere, you learn what not to do. And you learn how to avoid those experiences again, right? It takes work to think this way. Our brains don't naturally look for the good. In fact, that negativity bias will always look for the bad unless we're intentional about thinking about our life and how it's happening for us and not to us. And finally, number 30. Practice compassion with yourself. This is the last one because through... 
all of these and though all of these things have been incredibly helpful been incredibly helpful in my life like this one uh, actually gets me the most emotional to think about when i say practicing compassion this means actively talking to yourself with care and compassion looking out for yourself taking care of yourself as if you were your own child not in like a demeaning way but in a caring way how can you make today amazing for yourself what are you going to do to make tomorrow easier for you what can you do to make things easier for your future self how so many people shrug these things off you know but this is truly what self-care is I think about these things now. I never used to do that before. And I think what it is is I can say that I built a loving relationship with myself. When I hated myself, there was no way I was laying out my gym clothes for the next morning or meal prepping or anything else, right? But when I love myself and have compassion for myself, I want to take care of myself. I want to do all those things out of care. This is why self-love is at the root of everything. When I'm anxious or scared or stressed or sad, I no longer beat myself up or repress my emotions. I ask myself what's wrong. I act in a caring way toward myself. I process emotions and soothe myself through hard times, just like I'd want someone else to do. I tell myself it's going to be okay, and I mean it. I'm so grateful to this work because I didn't know that a life like this was possible. And emotions again. (laughs) And as I am about to turn 30, I could not imagine a better gift than the relationship I'm cultivating right now with myself. The eight journals I've gone through in the past year are full of messy thoughts and beliefs that I've untangled and have culminated in such an amazing result. My life has forever changed because of this work, and I'm so excited to keep journaling and keep cultivating this relationship with myself, to keep all of these things that I've learned in mind because it can be hard to remember sometimes. But I remind myself every day exactly why I do it, and this is it, this is why, and this is why I'm going to keep doing it. We did it! 30 things that I learned before turning 30. Now, thank you for coming on this journey with me. I feel so excited about the next decade, and I hope you'll join me for the ride and listening to this podcast. Um, I hope you all have a beautiful week. The theme music for this podcast is a song called Already Gone by Paper Morning. They're an amazing band and you can hear more from them in the link in the show notes.